0: Awesome. Well, uh, we are so delighted that you're here today, and we are um, finishing up a sermon series that we have called Mayhem. And there's lots of, we all experience different mayhems in our life. And we talked about just a few of those mayhems, uh, one of them uh, being the mayhem of, of fear. And all of us face some sort of fear in our lives. And sometimes that fear will cause us to run away from what God really, really wants us to do. So don't let... Don't let people, don't let circumstances get you in the way to chase you away from what God wants you to do, When God clearly speaks uh, for you to do something. For you to lead your family in the the right ways of the Lord, don't let anything hinder you from that, even though sometimes it could be scary. You may not know, gosh, how do I do that? Where does that start? Where does that begin? You know, and we also uh, talked about um, uh, the mayhem of the perfect storm. Um, You know, storms can come... Upon us just so rapidly, and storms can get the best of us. Even even when things seem to be calm, that's usually when those storms sort of appear, and we will all face storms, whether we're believers or non-believers, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. We will all face storms in our lives. And so what Jesus uh, reminded us in the story uh, for week two is that we can get in the boat where Jesus is leading us because sometimes Jesus will lead us into the storm, but he wants us to trust him. He wants us to trust and know that he's in the boat. I don't know about you, but I would rather be in the boat where Jesus is leading into the storm than to get in a boat by myself. I've, I've made those choices before and and have caused storms to come upon my life, and and I just didn't really have... God fully beside me because I felt like I could do that on my own while I learned the hard way. You may have as well in certain areas in your life. And then last week, we talked about the, 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 um, the mayhem of temptation. Temptation seemed to come, uh, come from all different angles. But one of the things we learned with the story from last week is that it seems like when we celebrate victories in our life, when things are going really good, that's when temptations start To creep in. That's when temptations sort of do the surprise attack. And sometimes we don't mind certain temptations. We sort of like our favorite temptations. You know, one of my favorite temptations, and I know this is sort of a small temptation. It's not really a spiritual temptation, but I love Krispy Kreme donuts. Thank God there's not a Krispy Kreme here in Bartow County. Because, and I tell the guys at Lake Point, don't bring Krispy Kreme. Please, you know, but y'all are like, please bring Krispy Kreme. Um, but anytime I'm around a Krispy Kreme and I see that hot, my car just curves over to where the store is. And But we all have sort of our favorite temptations that we go to. And it's almost like we leave the back door unlocked and allow those temptations uh, to come in. And uh, when that happens, it actually affects not only us, but it affects those who are closest to us. Eventually, when we allow temptations to get the best of us and to grow into something that attaches to us, then it affects, it will have an effect on other people's lives, not just our own. Now, how do we know when we're handling temptation? When we're holding on to that temptation, here's a key indicator. If we are hiding something, then we know we are handling temptation. Just like in the story that we read last week. In the story, you had... The hidden treasures in the in the tent. Well, that was temptation. Got the best of him. And so, when we are hiding something in our lives, don't want anybody to see. There's a good chance that that is temptation, and we need to run away from that as best we can. If we can't shake it, get some people to pray with you, and get some other um, maybe get some counseling or do whatever you can, but we got to make sure we move away from that because that mayhem can cause major collateral damage. Well, this, um, this week we are going to talk about another mayhem, um, but before we do that, uh, moms, let me ask you this. Some of you uh, who are moms, I know not everybody in here is a mom, but well, let me ask you this, mom. It, it seems to me that children can cause all kinds of mayhem in your life. Okay, you might be thinking, you might be thinking, yeah, um, children are the biggest mayhem in my life. And with my wife and I, we have uh, we have six children. Many of y'all know that, and um, it is it can create a lot of mayhem. When I was growing up, my brother and I we were the only we were the only kids. So there was only four people in our family. And my brother and I we would do crazy things. Um, that cause mayhem in our, in our lives and in our families. And my mom would just really, literally, pull her hair out because what we would do uh, and... and um, but you know, I can only imagine with six kids in the house, I mean, there, it seems like every day there's some sort of uh, this happening or, or this is causing it or this kid's doing this, and it's just causing a ripple effect of mayhem in our life. And so uh, some of you might be sitting there thinking, "Well, yeah, I believe in mayhem because it happens all the time. Now, so what is, what is mayhem? I mean, how do we define what mayhem is? I mean, some people say certain things that happen is crazy mayhem. When other people, it's like, "Uh, oh, that's no big deal." Like, for instance, if there's a fire in your house caused by one of your children, that's probably mayhem. Would you agree with that? Yeah, probably so. Um, but uh, just the other day, Marion, our, our, our smallest uh, daughter, uh, uh, she was on the back wooden porch. And she had a bunch of pile of leaves there, and she had a magnifying glass. And it was in the middle of the day, and, and she was um, trying to see if she can catch, you know, the sunbeams on the, the leaves to catch them on fire. And I walked by, and I was like, what are you doing, Marion? She goes, well, I'm just trying to make a fire. And I was like, okay. And, and I, was, I didn't stop her because I wanted to see if it had worked. I, I didn't stick around because I was doing something else. It was like, hey, if you see smoke, come tell me, you know? Where some people, mayhem would have been like, what are you doing? You're on our back wooden porch, and you're, you're starting a fire? Are you crazy? That's mayhem. Where me, I was like, you want to make a fire? That's pretty cool. I could dig that. You know, growing up, I made all kinds of fires. And so, but what really is mayhem, moms? What really is mayhem in our lives? You know, what are the things that, that sort of um, define what mayhem is? Well, there are, there are some things that sort of define it for us. And that is this. Basically, if we're, or if we're trying to control, weigh control on things that our kids are doing, um, then, then if we have that control locked down, then our kids may have a, a lot of mayhem to choose from. So like, for instance, if, if you um, were to see Marion on your back porch, and you're thinking that this is crazy, she shouldn't, she shouldn't be doing this, and, and you say, well, I'm just going to control that. You can't do that. And, um, and so that would be considered mayhem in your life. And so, um, but, but sometimes we want to control our kids in such a way because of comparisons of other people. Like, for instance, moms, you may know some people that um, have kids that are very well-behaved. And everything just seems to be just right. And when you go to their house, their kids are just little angels, and you think, wow, everything just seems right for them. And look at my little demon-possessed children over here, and they just can't control themselves. And you look at them, and you compare, and you compare, and then you're like, well, I'm just gonna tighten down, I'm gonna control, I'm gonna control. Well, why are you controlling? You're controlling your children based upon comparison to what others are doing. In other words, you're trying to parent just like somebody else when maybe God wants you to parent like you. Maybe God wants you to parent like you because every parent is different. Every parent is different. And so don't allow those comparisons to creep in. Another comparison is this. You may have memories growing up, moms, where you were, you know, I don't remember acting like this. You know, I don't remember doing this. You know, uh, I mean, for instance, you know, um, there, there are things that we do and, um, and it, that we did in our life earlier that we wouldn't catch ourselves uh, do, doing now. And so as we compare sort of how we were raised, we may say, well, that doesn't make sense. And so we lock it down and we do a lot of, lot of control. Well, what that does is this. It causes A lot of uh, potential sort of mayhem in your life you say well that's mayhem well that is that is that is not good you can't be doing this you can't be doing this and so it gets to the point to where our children are just they can't really hardly do anything so mom here's my message I'm gonna encourage you to do something I want you to encourage you to relax relax a little bit now I'm not telling your kids to go jump off a roof I don't think you should be doing that but moms it's okay to relax just a little bit. Moms, if you're married, uh, wives, if you're married uh, to another man, that's why we have a little bit of a balance um, in in families. You know, you have the husband that sort of most of the time lets children kind of, you know, go down a... You know, go down a slide, you know, or go down a zip line without any helmets, you know, on or anything like we've done in our house. And then uh, one parent be like, Well, that's crazy. We need to have a helmet on. And so have a little bit of balance, relax just a little bit as you raise your children because mayhem. Mayhem will happen. Okay, so that's a quick message to moms, but I'm going to bring some of that stuff back into what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today, and this will be a quick message as we finish up in just a few moments, but what we're talking about today is this. We are talking about something that we all face in our lives, and that is the mayhem of money. The mayhem of money. And there are... People sitting here today, even someone standing up here on stage, who um, we've had mayhem in in our lives with money. Many of you have had mayhem in your life with money. And so how do we deal with that? How does that affect our lives? And what can we do about it? Well, to introduce um, this, we've had a quick little, you know, video that we usually share every week. So I think you'll enjoy this one. Watch this video. I'm your checkbook, and I love to bounce. Boing, boing, boing. I've been working extra hard these past few months since you bought that new car, those new diamond earrings, and those top-of-the-line golf clubs. But all this debt, it's weighing me down, and I can only go so long until something breaks. Uh Uh-oh. Oh! So listen up. And be better prepared for mayhem, like me. I was, last week we showed a video of Jackson wearing tight, tight shorts, you know, being temptation like a woman, you know, that kind of stuff. I wanted Rob to do that at first, but you know, it just didn't really work out. But Rob, hey, great job on this, and uh, appreciate that so very much. You know, you can kind of get your friends to do almost anything, you know, as a pastor. Like, God told me you're supposed to make this video. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, as, as, as what we saw in that video, there, there are mayhem in our life that we sort of create, don't we? We sort of pile on some debt and pile on some debt, and it has lasting implications, and, and it, it, has cre- it creates Things and situations where it affects our relationships. It affects our relationships with our spouse. It affects our relationship with our kids, with our our jobs. It affects so many things. And the more we let it linger, that mayhem in our life, the more it will have an effect on them. And um, there's a... um, there's a passage I want to go to. Uh, this is the only passage we're going to read today. It's in Malachi chapter 3. If you have your copy of God's word, turn to Malachi. And the way to find Malachi is to go to the book of Matthew in the New Testament and go back a book. Because the book of Malachi is the last book in the, in the Old Testament. And if you don't have your copy of God's word, um, we have it on the screen. And we have it on the YouVersion Bible app. And uh, so we're going to be in Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. Through ten. Now, to set this up, <clears throat> Malachi was a prophet that God spoke to. We had many prophets for the nation of Israel. And um, Malachi was one of the last prophets uh, that is recorded uh, before uh, a, about a 400-year uh, time span where God just didn't speak until Jesus came in, into the world. And so Malachi was prophesying to the nation of Israel because they had gotten so much mayhem in their life. They did not follow God's commands, and they weren't honoring him in a certain area in their life, and he was calling them out on it. And it says right here in chapter 3, verse 7. Now, this is the Lord speaking through Micah. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decree and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask... How are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But, you ask, how are we robbing you in tithes and offering? You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in the house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the windows, floodgates of heaven, and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room enough to store it. So that is our passage for today. We're gonna, I'm gonna just dive into just a few little points here on this. Now, if you notice, if you notice something, one of the things that God said is this: return to me. Nation of Israel, you have done evil in the sight of the Lord. You have not followed my decrees like I've asked you to and I'm asking you to return to me. Now, what was a solution for him to return? What did he offer? Did he say, okay, I want you to start going to to church so you can return to me? No, that's not what he said. Did he say, I want you to start attending a Bible study? No, that's not what he said. Did, Did he say, I want you to stop doing these certain things in order to return to me? No, he didn't. The way that God said to return to him is found right there in verse 10. In verse 10, it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Now, so, God is saying, return to me with the thing that you treasure most, so I will know that you mean it. I will know that you mean it. You know, It's easier to attend a Bible study than it is to to give God something that we like to hold on to, which is money. It's easier to attend church than it is to give God the first fruits of our increase. And it's easier to sort of, you know, I'm gonna start hanging out with these other good friends in my life, make some good choices. It's easier to do that sometimes than to give God something we're holding on to. So what God is saying is, look, you know how to return to me in those ways, but I want to see it where you, you treasure most. I want to see it where your wallet is. I want to see it where you, um, you treasure money in a way that you don't even give it to me. You don't even share it, share it with me. And so it's very interesting. I've read that time and time again. And not long ago, I, I read that again. And I was, as I was reading it, doing a study, because I, I felt like God is telling us, money is an area in our lives that is lots of mayhem. Debt is not good. And it's mayhem. And when we, when we live above our means, that is mayhem in our lives. And it's not good. And so, as I was reading through different passages, as I came across this, it's very interesting that the way God wants us to return to him is by giving, is by giving to him. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Now, I'm going to, as a side note, I'm going to share this with you. You know, obviously talking about money and, and giving and all that kind of stuff, that's a very sem- uh, sensitive topic because we all need money to, to survive. But know this, that whether your tithe and offering goes to Lake Point Church or or somewhere else, that doesn't matter to me. What matters is this, that that you are honoring your relationship with God and with Jesus Christ by giving. Why? Because God has promised that he will take care of you. And more importantly, God wants your heart, God wants your heart because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. You know, God's going to take care of Lake Point Church. He is. He's is going to take care of Lake Point Church. He's, he's going to take care because he, he is behind this whole church plant. There's lots of great things happening even now. But what's more importantly is this. I want to talk to you as a pastor and as a friend. I want you to get your heart aligned with God, and God is saying, start with your giving. It's very clear. He said that. If you want to return to me, start with your giving. The other thing is this. He says, says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Now, tithe is 10%. And so, bring the whole tithe into The storehouse. Now, it's really hard to do this because sometimes, because again, kind of like what I was saying earlier about moms, we use that comparison where we compare what we have against what other people have. And we say, well, in order for me to attain this, in order for me to be able to get this, then I need to start cutting back somewhere. And it's so easy just to make that what we give to God. Wherever that money goes, wherever that goes, we give to God just to cut that out. And so, but God is saying, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. To be used. So that, what that means is to be used for my ministry, to be used to bring people to, to a relationship with Jesus Christ, to reach the community. And that's one of the things that, that Lake Point Church, we do so well. We reach the community. This past week. We, we, uh, we provided a meal for South Central Middle School and for Emerson Elementary. Why? Because we wanted to show the teachers, look, we love you guys, and we care about you, and we're here for you. And the teachers know that, and they feel that. In fact, there's teachers that, that work in the school that have started coming uh, to Lake Point Church. Why? Because they know that we're here for them. And so God says bring the entire tithe into the storehouse so that there will be room enough. Now, uh, then God says this, and here's my last point. God says this, he wants you to put, he wants you to put him to the test. He wants you to put him to the test. Test me. Nowhere in scripture where God says test me than right here in Malachi. Test me and know that I will do this. And so God is saying, look, I'm sitting down at the, at the student desk and you're passing the test to me. You are administering the test. Test me and know that I will f- open the floodgates of heaven and give you more blessings than you could ever imagine. Now, that's not, that's not the reason why we give because that's a wrong heart attitude. We give because, because we acknowledge that God, you have done so much for us. You have taken care of us. You have given me a job. And because you've given me this much money, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna show you with my heart because where my heart is, where my treasure is, that's where my heart is. And my heart is with you. So I'm taking my treasure and I'm giving it to you. Here's my tithe to you. And so Jesus is saying, God is saying here, test me. Test me. So here's my challenge to you. My challenge to you it's if you are in a life, in, in an area in your life where you just have a lot of financial mayhem. You're having money mayhem. Your your finances are everywhere. Things are just in, in crazy. And and you, maybe spending is out of control or there's uh, lots of debt. Or maybe you're sitting here and you don't have much debt, but you really feel like your money is just stagnant. It's not going anywhere. It's not really being used uh, to... to to make a difference around you and um, to bring life to your money, then it takes giving it away, actually, which is ironic. It takes giving it away to bring life and to stir the pot of money that God has given you. But you give because you love God. God, I love you. This is what I'm giving towards you. And so my encouragement to you, test God. Test God with giving so here in the next uh, few weeks here's what i want you to do i want you to pray and ask god for strength to test him in this area because starting june i'm going to challenge you as a pastor you could take this or leave it i'm going to challenge you as a pastor to give a ten percent for ninety days. Ninety days. You say, Frank. I can't do that. I can't do that. You're right. You can't. But God can. God can. Frank, how will I? How will I pay for these things? How? I mean, it doesn't add up right now. You're right. But in God's math, it does add up. You. You can't test God unless you step out on faith. It's really even a test of your faith. But God is saying, just try me. Try it and just see. And just to, go, just to prove. I don't, and, I, and I mean this in all seriousness. Obviously, as Lake Point Church, you know, we have bills to pay and all that kind of stuff. Hey, look, if you want to give it to somewhere else, whatever you want to do, that's, that's between you and God. But just give 10% for 90 days. 10% for 90 days. Give it to the Lord's work. The Lord's work for his kingdom. And just try it and see. But here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to start that right now. I want you to spend the next couple of weeks praying about it. Because next, um, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, I'm going to come back to you in two, two weeks from now and I'm going to give you some updates and some exciting things God has been doing in the life of our church. There's some amazing things that God has has been doing behind the scenes that many of y'all don't know about. And it all stems because of your generosity, because you have been generous with extra things that we need at Lake Point Church. God has opened the floodgates of heaven. And I cannot wait to share that with you, two weeks from today. But I'm not going to share it now, because I want you to spend time praying, asking God for strength. Lord, help me, help me to give that that ten percent. It's hard to write that check, but can I tell you something? Here's a trick: it can't be your last check. Meaning, Meaning, it's got to be first, before you pay your mortgage, before you pay your rent. Before you pay your, your light bill, I know that's crazy. By faith, test God. Test God, 90 days, June, July, and August. Now you could take that challenge or you can leave it. That's between you and God. But all I ask is this, I want you to pray and ask God. Lord, is that preacher crazy? Is does he know what he's talking about? I'm just reading scripture. These aren't my words. I'm just reading scripture. And I know this: there was a mayhem in their life in the nation of Israel. And it's saying return to me. How? Return to me with your giving. So that's my challenge to you. Return. Because as mothers show love to their children by giving their time, by giving their resources, by giving the first few minutes of their day to their kids, especially when they're they're babies in their cribs, giving the first few moments of their day with their children, God wants you to give the first of your resources to Him. Show your love to Him.